Hi friends, and welcome to the Fullness of Joy podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Matheson. Here at the Fullness of Joy, we talk about hard things in light of the gospel. We encourage our hearts by reminding ourselves of the truth day in and day out. I pray this encourages your heart and that you're challenged to know Christ more deeply as a result. I am so glad you're here. Hello, friends. I'm so excited to be back in your earbuds. Today, I get to introduce you to my dear friend, Brooke Lovingood. Brooke is a force for the kingdom of God, and she is such a sweet soul. She and I are soul sisters for sure. We have a really fun history together. I was actually her supervisor, and then we were co-workers while on staff at Watkinsville First Baptist Church. And this is such a place that was so dear to me. It was where I spent most of my adult life before we moved to Metro. Atlanta and just a place that formed me and shaped me. And now she is the women's ministry director there and she supervises small groups and Bible studies. You are going to love this conversation because Brooke shares with us so vulnerably and honestly about how the Lord used a very dark time of suffering in her life to bring her closer to him and to understand how to truly walk in the peace of Christ that has promised us. So without further ado, here's our conversation. Well, hello, Brooke. Welcome to the Fullness of Joy. Hello. I am so happy to be here. (laughs) So we have kind of a fun little history together. You were an intern under me when you were, I don't even remember how old you were. Were you 19, 20? I don't remember. I was was probably 19. This is so funny. Okay. Well, it's just been such a joy to watch you grow in the Lord and to step into leading others to know him. And I've always just admired you and thought, man, this girl, she's got it. She's on fire. (laughs) Mm. But can you think of any, I'm just kind of like going back to memory lane. Can you think of any funny memories from our time together when you were interning and I was your supervisor? I'm trying to think of if there's any funny, (laughs) any funny moments. Well, I always loved our lunches together. I feel like we yes. always went to um, Zoe's Kitchen or like oh, yes. Tzatziki's or something, some Greek uh-huh. food. Um, <laughs> but, okay, I do have one. This is this will pop into my head every blue moon. I don't even know if you remember this. You will once I say it. But okay, <laughs> you and no, no, it's it's not you. You and Rory had been, you know, walking through the journey of getting pregnant for a really long time. And we all, we all knew that. And you, me, Harrison and Brad were in Brad's office. So these are two other guys that Jeff yes. and I worked with at the time. And I think you might've already told me that you were pregnant. Um, but you told both, you told the, the room of us. And <laughs> I don't know if you remember Harrison screaming, Jess, like, <laughs> falling out of his seat screaming with joy and this is like this is in like a time like our offices at where I work now and where you worked then are in a house and so it's very tight it's very close quarters and I remember the executive pastor at the time like came in and was like y'all have got to be quiet (laughs) what is wrong with you (laughs) Um, oh my gosh I just remember we were like, I couldn't even intake the news because it was such a sweet moment screaming. Yeah. Yeah. But it it was an amazing moment, but it was crazy. Oh my gosh. Yes. Y'all were like losing your minds. I was like, yes, this is, I remember he was like, is that for real? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
it was like he oh, couldn't take so it precious. in. Oh, that's oh. a good memory. Everybody was so kind. And I remember when y'all threw me the surprise baby shower. Uh-huh. I legitimately, like, I had no idea. Like, yes. no idea. <laughs> and I was, like, so dumbfounded. Y'all were so, so sweet. I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I know. And I remember uh, us, like, hiding behind curtains <laughs> in the offices to, like, be away from you. And oh, it so was good. Awesome. I don't know how y'all kept it a surprise because, like, I had my hand in everything. Like, I was, like, planned all the things and I don't know how y'all did it but it was so sweet I will never forget that (laughs) I won't either oh my goodness oh I love it well today for our advent series we're talking about the peace of Christ and knowing you over these last several years you are only in your mid-20s but you've known a lot of different trials and so I would just love if you could kind of share with the listeners just tell us about what your season looked like right before you got married and just kind of all the different things that you walk through that most people do not have to deal with at your age. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, it kind of all culminated right about the time that I met my husband and we started dating. Um, I started kind of walking down this really hard health journey and I had, I had in high school, um, kind of like your typical sports girl athlete. I had torn my ACL. And so I had had a really bad experience with that three knee surgeries to repair it. And so health had kind of been like a journey for me already. And God had used it um, in a lot of ways. But what came at that point was different than anything I'd experienced. And I, like you said, I think that the age that I was at really caused it to be um, honestly just a very dark time for me. So I was at one day, it was the fall of, I'm not going to remember the year, maybe 2019. And I was at coffee with a girl. I was either just come on full-time staff here or was part-time. And um, I had like my hand on my neck and just felt this little lump. And I remember thinking, that is so weird. What is that? Uh, Don't panic, but just had like a pit in my stomach and went to doctor. They referred me to a specialist. Long story short, it was um, basically like a little tumor on my uh, thyroid. And uh, a lot of young girls actually have that. And it's nothing. They biopsied at the time and it came back to be nothing. But over the course of the next year, uh, we would find out that biopsy was just inaccurate because I had a, a ton of symptoms for a year of um, just weight loss. Uh, the The tumor grew and became even more visible. And anyways, we, we moved towards removing it, um, which was something the doctors didn't really want to do because that obviously has long-term ramifications. Your thyroid as a female is important. Your thyroid as a human is important. And so we removed half of it that Christmas and, uh, but with no, no sign that it was cancerous. Um, I didn't even have that thought. I mean, I was bummed about having to get on medication and all the things that came with the surgery, but I didn't, there was no thought that it was cancerous because we had already biopsied it and it was benign. So the day after we removed it, you know, they sent, they still send everything off to pathology from surgery. And I will never forget. I was with my now husband. We were in 
my parents' living room and I was just recovering and, you know, barely awake. And um, I remember my phone ringing. It was my surgeon and I set up and I just literally, the moment his voice, I could hear it. He said, Hey, I'm so sorry, but this is um, thyroid cancer. It's fairly progressed and we basically didn't catch it and we need you to come back in tomorrow and remove the rest check your oh my goodness she said tomorrow (laughs) yeah I went in the next day gracious fresh wound I mean you know you can imagine you're like the last thing you want to do after surgery is have another surgery yeah oh my um so we we and and just the the hard part of it all was thyroid cancer, if you're going to have cancer, it's the best kind to have. It's, it literally can be curable. Um, but mm. we just, for about two months between having another surgery, recovering, and then doing, um, a radiate, a form of radiation, I did not know if it had spread or not. And I couldn't tell until the final scan after treatment because of how, protocol and just how it all goes down and how they can best see if it's spread after you do the treatment. So, okay. Yeah. It was a very long journey of, um, just complete unknown. I mean, you can just imagine, I mean, I think I was 21, 22 and, um, I really did for like two months mentally wrestle with what if it's spread, you know, what if it's in my lungs? What if it's in my brain? What if it's in my bones and what, what, how do I wrestle with death at this age? And, um, and part of the, the treatment is you're in isolation. And so I was, alone remember that. 10, yeah. I was alone for 10 days, um, mm. while I was radioactive essentially and harmful to others. And so just a really, really dark time for me. And I, I think I didn't know that my pattern of thinking in that season was cultivating a massive heart of fear and anxiety um, versus trust and peace. And so really, um, by God's grace, I was healed and sustained and um, I've been cancer free for almost five years now. But what came of that was uh, probably three years of me just battling some of the deepest fear of my life, even after mm-hmm. they told me, Hey, you're okay. Um, oh, of course. Because, because like, then it's like, you have time to actually process what you actually just went through. Totally, totally. And that was really strange for me. Cause I was like, I'm fine. I'm, we're over it. We're moving on. And it just felt like three years of me, like what just happened? Yeah. And, like, that's like, I mean, it was all so quick that it's like whiplash and then it's the recovery. Yep. A hundred percent. And, and so, yeah, a big part of my twenties has just been the journey of finding peace in Christ and battling fear um, out of a really shocking experience. So yeah, that's a little bit of my journey. Friend, are you tired of trying to figure out what to read in the Bible each day? Are you overwhelmed by weighty Bible reading plans that you know you can't keep up with? Well, many of us are bogged down with life and we're just trying to get through each day. But you were made for more than just surviving each day. You were made for an abiding relationship with Jesus, the Son of God. In the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four books of the New Testament, we find miracles, restoration, healing, and hope. 
We meet the person of Jesus and he shows us the heart of the Father. I would love for you to join us for a year of walking through the Gospels together. Your membership to Abide includes a 52-week reading guide, a weekly devotion sent straight to your inbox every Monday morning, a guide for how to study the Bible, a printable Bible study worksheet, and quarterly seasonal worship playlists. Join us before doors close on December 29th. The link is in the show notes. And if you want to give this as a gift, send me an email at jessica at jessicainmatheson.com and I'll take care of you. Can't wait to see you. Feeling like so helpless from afar and knowing like that the only thing I could do was pray. And I knew that that was powerful, but it just felt like it wasn't enough. You know, it was like, I wish I could just take this away for her, but I know And I've seen the fruit of what God has done in you because of that. And so as we're thinking about the peace of Christ and how Christ came to be our Prince of Peace, says that in Isaiah with the prophecy, and we think about Christmas, you know, you're, you're talking about all these hard memories that are just impossible to forget and really hard to work through. And so now that you're, like you said, you're five years cancer free almost, and it's been a few years since you've been in the very, very dark time. How have you learned to carry that peace of Christ with you now that you're out of the fire and you're just kind of in everyday life and kind of everyday struggles, not the big, big, big struggles of this big C word. (laughs) Right. Oh, such a good question. Yeah. That, that has been the journey is like, I remember um, hearing the verse in Isaiah that says, you keep him in perfect peace. His mm-hmm. mind has stayed on you when he trusts yes. in you. And I remember thinking like, that's so impossible. Like, yeah, like how, how am I supposed to focus on him? <laughs> totally. How am I supposed yeah. to focus on him? The word perfect peace. Like that seemed so foreign because I think what happened in me was a way that I self-protected in that season was to almost, um, just play out every possible heart scenario that could happen to be Mm. prepared for it because the shock of the cancer was one of the hardest parts. And so my flesh kind of went into, well, just, you know, think through how everything could go wrong. And I didn't even know my mind was really doing it, but it was like waiting for the constant next shoe to drop. Yes. And Mm -hmm. living like that is, impossible you know it's it's like living in just a state of like fight or flight you know Mm -hmm. you're literally would have physical ramifications of that Mm -hmm. that line of thinking whether it was a a tight chest or pounding heart or right and it took it took the joy out of my daily life like Mm. I I struggled to to do ministry I struggled it was a very hard season of dating and engagement for, for my husband and I, because I was just, I was just doomsday mentality and you yeah. couldn't convince me otherwise. Hmm. But there are two, there are two thoughts that I feel like I remember both, both of them so clearly. And I feel like God just deposited them in my mind in that season that literally transformed me. And it wasn't overnight. It was a total process, but I look back and there's still thoughts this morning driving to do this. I'm, I'm leaning on these thoughts still. Mm. One was, um, one was that I had control of my thoughts through the power of the spirit. Yes. Uh, this came to me most clearly through, uh, Jenny Allen's book, get out of your head. Um, mm, such a good one. 
such a good one. Such a simple book, like nothing profound right. in this book. Yeah. But all she reminds you of is like you, the thought that comes into your brain, you are not a victim of, mm-hmm. and you can actually, your thoughts can actually get more Christ-like as you passionately pursue and renew your mind and truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I really began to cling to that during that time of, okay, I don't feel any peace right now. I actually feel panic and I felt panic mm-hmm. for months and months and months. Yeah. But what if I believed Romans 12, that my life could be transformed by the renewal of my mind. Yeah. And every day I just, I just thought about what I was thinking about. And instead of just letting my mind go and being a victim to what came into my mind, could I captivate my thoughts and make them obedient to truth moment Mm. after moment after moment. And I will say that was by far, and it still is literally the number one truth in that season that carried me out of such darkness. And I believe Mm -hmm. my mind has literally become more Christ-like and more at peace because I, I began to do the really hard work of renewing it and doing anything I could um, to put scripture and truth in front of my thoughts that were making me so afraid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what did that look like practically? Like, were you listening to certain music? Did you like write out verses? Like what would, how did you actually do that? (laughs) Yep. No, that's good. Um, Well, I think first thing was to get in spaces and relationships with people and vocalize some of the thoughts I was having. Yeah. Not to Um, keep it secret. Yeah. And even if they seemed crazy, like, well, what if, because part of cancer is you're constantly getting scanned. So Mm -hmm. constantly going back to the doctor, constantly looking at tumor marker numbers. Um, I just would have to bring people into those thoughts with me of just because you had one bad result does not mean that uh, you need to live like every result will be bad from here on Mm -hmm. out. Yeah, that's Um, good. And so I, I would just, literally have people praying for me at every appointment. And then I would have truth that, um, that I would write on a note card, have on my phone. Mm -hmm. And that was a season where I wasn't, I mean, I'm a big Bible girl. I'm in seminary. I love to study the word deeply, but it was a season of, of me just taking a few Psalms and saying, God, you have got to use this to change my mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't an overly studied season. It was a, yeah. a season of survival. Yeah. And, and I think that the Lord honors that. Like he mm-hmm. sees that you want him and that you desire him, but you have no strength. And he do, he's not surprised by that or disappointed by that. And I think like for girls like you and I that are used to like in-depth study and just productivity and kind of do, do, do and go, 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 that it can be hard for us in those seasons to be like, well, I only read like a Psalm today. Right. (laughs) But it's like, no, like you put the word of God in front of your face and you asked him to use it. And you're just exactly what you're saying. Like it wasn't this overnight thing, but day after day of putting the word of God in front of my face and not ignoring it and asking him to use it changed my mind. And I think that that can give a lot of hope and peace to people who maybe 
feel like oh, I just, I really feel bad that I don't want to read my Bible or that I can't go as in depth as I used to or whatever, for whatever reason, whatever season they're in. And I think that there's so much peace in knowing, like, it just takes one verse. Yeah, you know? totally. And, and I think if I could encourage anyone in that season, it would be just to do the thing, do the next right thing spiritually. Like yeah. for me, that looks like um, being sure I was physically taking care of myself, like walking mm-hmm. and eating right and getting back to, to normal exercise, like was huge for my spiritual life. And mm-hmm. just opening the Bible, looking at the page, um, speaking to God in the middle minutes of my day, just those little things that just, I know, I know God will meet me here. And I just had to show up in faith. And over time, those things begin to truly renew my mind. I truly begin to sense God again, feel God again, remember Mm -hmm. that I was okay. My body calmed down, my mind calmed down. And I began to believe who I knew Jesus was before the answer again. And it wasn't some supernatural thing I did. It was just kind of staying the course and and having the faith that the things that God says will bring you to him, will bring Mm -hmm. you to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it it just takes time. So practically it was just me just me keeping the course with community, with yeah. physical health, with the word, with prayer. And it took a few years, but I mean, I, I remember days where I thought, wow, I wasn't afraid today. Um, mm. I, I had joy. I had real joy today. I had peace yeah. today. Mm-hmm. And I had just a testimony of God's word, you know, renewing yeah. your mind. So I love that you said it took a few years. Like, (laughs) I think that that's important for people to hear because I know for me, like just when you were speaking, it reminded me of something that happened the other day. Like I really struggle with patience with my kids sometimes and just can be, I'm so task oriented that I'll be like, you know, kind of like barking at them. And I like have asked the Lord, like, please help me to be more gentle with them and help me be patient. And I've asked them to, well, the two-year-old can't quite yet, but the four-year-old can keep me accountable in that. Like, and so there's that verse in James that says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. And so my little man, like, I'll like quote it to him. He'll quote it to me. Like when we're getting snappy with each other, because <laughs> we're very alike. And the other day I realized, like, I was like, Lord, I'm still struggling so much with anger and impatience. Like what is going on? And it was like the Holy Spirit, like, just was like, Do you, what is the next verse after that? Like what, what comes after that? And it was like, the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And it was like this feeling of like, oh, it's not just don't become angry, be slow to speak, be quick to listen. Like, it's not just do, do, do. It's like, here's the why I told you right, right after the next verse, I told you like produce when you want to be righteous, like you're not righteous when you're angry and when you're snappy. And so like, this is the why, like there is a real reason and a heart behind it. And I'm going to use this to change you and make you more like me. And it was like that one verse, literally, I didn't have like an hour long quiet time with the perfect setup. Like literally the Holy Spirit just brought to mind that one verse and it nearly brought tears to my eyes, like of like, 
oh my goodness, Lord, like, this is what you're trying to show me. This is why. And I think that, you know, we know that the word is living and active. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. But Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes we can put our, I guess, our stock into what we can do and, you know, what we can accomplish and what we can check off as far as like, I just did this like big, huge Bible study and this is this and this, but like, I just love what you're saying of like, it's just simple, like continue to commune with him, even if it's a verse that day, you know, and continue to do the next right thing that you know that you need to do to stay near him. And he's going to reward that. And, you know, there is a time and a place and a season for the more in-depth Bible studies Mm -hmm. and they have their place. And then you're going to reap what you sow in those seasons where you can't do that because you've done the work of hiding his word in your heart. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And I... Friends, wasn't that so encouraging? She shared so authentically with us, and I'm so grateful for the way that she kept on pointing everything back to Jesus. If you want some support in keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus this Christmas, I've created a simple weekly Advent devotional that you can access through the link in the show notes. You'll just get sent an Advent devotional each Monday morning that will encourage you to look to Jesus and remember him as your hope, strength, and peace in this holiday season. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think I said, there's kind of two ideas that really helped me in that season to cling to the peace of Christ. One was I could take captive my thoughts, Mm -hmm. but the other was, I just remember driving one day and being like, God, get me out of this season. I I hate feeling Mm. weak. And I remember saying that out loud, like I hate feeling weak (laughs) and I felt him so clearly bring uh, the verse from Corinthians of, well, Brooke, like weakness is not, is not the enemy in the kingdom of God. Mm, weakness mm-hmm. is where my, my power, my grace, my presence is perfected in you. Yes. And I think that gave me the ability to endure the longevity of that season because at that moment it switched from this is just wasted dark time to God's word actually promises to use suffering, the feeling of weakness, the feeling of dependency. Mm -hmm. Like that's actually a really good thing in the kingdom of God. And this isn't, this isn't, me having to like get back on my feet isn't like this transition season to just power through mm-hmm. to where I can feel better again. It's like God is doing something deep in me right now. Mm-hmm. And that thought alone just gave me strength, energy, courage, joy to even when I felt all the overcoming fear and anxiety, I just would cling to. God, you're working. This is not yeah. the worst, right? That this is why <laughs> Christianity is amazing because you take the dark, hard things and make them beautiful. And I can, I can feel you doing that, even though I'm still in the darkness. Mm, I love that. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, I could talk to you all day long. <laughs> I'm just so proud of <laughs> Me you. Me too, girl. So encouraging, like to hear of where God's brought you. And I just, I relate so much just in different seasons of darkness that I've been in. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Like I found that to be true too. And it's just, the Lord is so kind to us and he's so compassionate and gracious. And sometimes we want so badly to skip through, like you said, just rushing like, okay, like I want to be all better now. Like, so I can be strong. <laughs> and he's 
he's like, no, the weakness is where my glory is. And we just don't want that most of the time. But then we look back and we're like, God, you did amazing things. I don't want to go back, but thank you. <laughs> right. You know, it's beautiful. Okay. So just switching gears a little bit. Tell me what your favorite Christmas tradition is that helps you to remember to keep Jesus at the center of it all. Oh, I love Christmas. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, I'm such a winter girl. I yes. like want to be covered up in sweaters and um, boots. You do have I a do strong know. sweater game. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I, we I do love have the sweaters. same style. I, I feel like we need to tell oh, the listeners. Do? We would like show up to work dressed the same. <laughs> we totally <laughs> do. I know. I loved it. I was oh, always man. inspired by your outfit. So same girl. Um, well, this is, I mean, you know, we do the normal fun things, lights, decor. We actually, mm-hmm. every Christmas Eve, this is not point me to Jesus, but it's That's still okay. it's every Christmas, every Christmas Eve, we get Asian food. Um, oh my goodness. Our, yeah, our little Christmas Eve meal. So I, I like always love that. But the thing that I really I love and look forward to every, I mean, really starting like December 1st is I just pause whatever I'm doing study wise or where I'm at in the word. Um, and I will just spend the whole month of December reading through the gospels. And my that. hope is just every December, it happens every December to just think of Christ, think of Christ yeah. coming, think of him being a baby, think of him mm. growing as a human, think of just the sacrifice and the, um, it just helps me feel really near to him in that season. And so mm-hmm. I typically don't study the gospels throughout the year. Uh, I'm in other books, but every December I will just read and reread and reread. And it's simple. I'm just taking a chapter a day and like journaling what I see about Jesus. Mm. Um, but it is so cool every Christmas. And then I try and pair that with like a little Advent devotional or something yeah. that's helpful to kind of see more of Christ. But mm-hmm. if, if I can't do anything else, I'm, I'm pausing when I'm reading and I'm, I'm just diving into the gospels for them. I love that. You know, it's so funny you said that because I actually just the other day was thinking like, I think I'm going to read through John like during Advent, like during December. Cause I'd wanted, I tried to start a couple of months ago, but then started reading something else. And I was like, you know what? I feel like I'm going to read through John. I just want to see Jesus. And so yeah. Look, look at us on the same wavelength. <laughs> I love it. I <laughs> of course. It. All right. And then our last question for this Advent series is what is your favorite Christmas song? It can be secular or sacred, or you could do both. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love, I don't even know if this is what it's called, but any version of come, let us adore. Yeah, I yeah. am just obsessed with that. <laughs> and my favorite version is uh, Phil Wickham has an old Christmas album I mean old Mm -hmm. probably like a few years old and I I will listen to this thing throughout the year it is an incredible incredible Christmas yes so that his version of that on there and just the other songs he takes just like kind of you know your typical Christmas songs but always adds like an incredible bridge or ending Mm -hmm. and I'm always screaming it in my car so (laughs) I love it love that oh that's so good well Brooke thank you so much just for sharing your wisdom and sharing your heart and helping us to see 
how we can have the peace of Christ. And I love that, you know, you really just made it simple and helped us to see also that it's a process. Like mm-hmm. if someone's listening and thinking like, oh, I wish I could have more peace and I'm going to get it tomorrow. Like, I mean, God can do that, but oftentimes he wants to take us through a process and through a journey and we just need to cooperate with him in it. And I'm definitely preaching to the choir there. So <laughs> absolutely. And I, yeah. I'll say one last little note, you know, I think it's helpful especially in the Christmas season to pull out those scriptures where God, you know, God wants us to have peace. I think of mm-hmm. Matthew 10, where he says, Hey, I, I, we sell birds for a penny and they fall from the nest. And I know that they've fallen. And yet I know the number of hairs on your head. Don't you think right. I take care of you yeah. or, um, you know, Matthew six, like, look at the lilies, stare at the grass. Mm-hmm. Like I'm taking care of them. Won't I take care of you? Mm-hmm. And my favorite is Romans eight talking about if I've given you Jesus, wouldn't I provide everything else that you need? Yeah. And so I just encourage anyone listening this, this Christmas to just take some of those truths and really use the kingdom logic that Jesus has given us to mm-hmm. fight here. And mm-hmm. I think the peace of Christ really does reign in your heart when you do that. So I've loved I getting love to chat. Kingdom logic. Oh, I love that. I'm going to note that one. <laughs> well, thank you, Brooke, again. And just, oh, I love it. And I love you. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. Absolutely. Love you too. So glad we got to chat. I have long been a sucker for a pretty journal. In fact, I have several boxes of journals in our garage, and I often tell Rory that one day when I have a true home office, they will be on display on my wall of bookshelves. Daily Grace Go not only creates beautiful journals, but also Bible studies and even home goods. My favorite journal right now is their prayer journal. I love to use it at night before I go to bed, and it helps me to wind down from the craziness of the day and sleep in peace as I meditate on the truth of who God is. Be sure to check out the Daily Grace Co. and use code Jessica M. Friend, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this show. I created it to share the truth of God's Word with those near and far. I pray it's been a blessing to you. If you enjoyed listening to the show, please leave a review wherever you're listening and share it with a friend. That will help more people find it and help more people find it fullness of joy. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day.